You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 173 of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by co-host Zach Burcham, and we have a pair of McCowns. We have uh, we got Mike McCown over there and Blake McCown. We're doing the uh, doing our race episode, Zach. Yep. And so first we're going to do, since we're here, the air conditioning works this week. I'm so glad it's back on for me to be back in the studio. It feels great in here. We have to thank all the Patreon people for that. Uh, if you, uh, you can donate starting at any amount, Mason's like the low baller, but, uh, generally start at five bucks. If you get $50 or more, you get your name mentioned at the beginning of every episode. And that's Craig DaCosta, Chris Lamb, Christy Avery, Jonathan Phillips, and new, still newcomer, Anthony Meyer. Thanks for the keeping the lights on and the AC running. Uh, we have a couple of tea chip stores. You can get your merch support the show as well. Uh, BHOL one, two, and three. Uh, it looks like they've been working on some new stuff. So we got masks out. That's at BHOL4 and mugs available at uh, tchip.com, BHOL mug. Um, I would say that Guffy is going to post that in the thing, but I just beat him to it. So you're, t- you're, d- you're doubling up here. Putting, yeah, putting I, got, I was ready. Quite the multitasker. So, so the mugs were, were are brought back by a popular, popular request because Rich Turvey, a uh, friend of the show, he's, uh, he ran for Congress about four years ago and bought the uh, bought the mugs. Uh, he broke his when he moved back home. He moved to North Carolina for a year or two and then moved back to Indiana. And the mug was broken in uh, in transit and said, "Do y'all have any new mugs?" And I said, "That's perfect because we need to, we got we got the new logo now. We've had this logo for two years. You got to get the new mug." So yeah. that uh, that mugs out there. And then last week on the show, we discovered you know what we ought to have masks too. So if you jump on, on there, board, yeah. they'll make you they'll print you a mask up and and you'd be good to go. Ball's coming. One. And then you can walk around and publicly shame everybody. Yeah, look at them all judgy like because you're. No, I just did. I just did that when I stopped to get my drink. I walked in. I was like, I'm the only one in here wearing a mask. Me and one other customer. There were other people. Some of them representing government agencies in uniform. This was the no Speedway. Masks. Yeah. Do you think it'll be a different different regime when 7-Eleven takes over? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> the I still, I'm still I'm still getting over the fact that 7-Eleven's in a position to just buy a company. Or how much was it? It was like $21 billion. I didn't know 7-Eleven was that big still. I guess you don't realize they're overseas business, but yeah, you have no concept. Mike's, Mike's wearing an NTT data shirt. I had no idea who they were. And they're the, they're the AT&T of Japan. Absolutely. Massive, massive company. We're throwing back for Tony Kanon's last ride. That's probably not his last his, ride. His, <laughs> his last ride. And I'm going to have to do another ride because nobody's here to see this one. So this is going to be our Indy 500 special. This is the third annual version of this. Uh, excited to uh, excited to get to do this again. Uh, we're two months tardy, uh, which I guess we just blame that on the pandemic. As long as as far as <laughs> along with everything else that's gone uh, gone sideways with the with the virus, um, found out a couple weeks ago that there's going to be no fans. So we are going to be watching remotely for the very first time. I, I think, except for producer Chris over there, I think all of us intend on going to the race 
any time we physically have the ability to go to the race. Never is, again. I and then and then over there is producer Chris, who's, who's never who's who's one and done. I've done it. You I'm can, out. You need to do a race morning the way that I do a race morning, Guffy. It's it's better. I would, but you never invite me. Guffy, I invited you to come down and see me and never saw you. Uh, I believe I, I was adamantly looking for you because you said you were going to buy me food. I was going to <laughs> buy you a track. I do, I do believe that Chris did wander down down that way and never never did connect. But it's a, it, well, it, this year it won't be that hard. You could find, <laughs> if Mike was allowed to go, uh, you'd, he'd be the one guy standing out there because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a barren wasteland. Uh, although I have heard rumor that the governor is going to go. So uh, I don't know if that's the most politically smart thing for him to do, but he's, he went to the GP July 4th and then he was involved in that night. Might he go? If he, shut, if he, he shut the park down. Went do you to think, the park. do you think, uh, yeah, he did he shut, shut down Brown County down. and then he visited the governor's <laughs> he residence down there. He was eating in Speedway a couple days ago. My brother saw him at Big Woods eating on the patio. <sighs> I don't know. I, the real news is that Charlie Brown's is back open. It is reopened. I need to get over there. I'm, I'm, Have you been to Speedway yet this month at all, Mike? Um, I went Saturday night, and we were going to meet a bunch of race friends there, and there was no one there. There was like 10 people in Big Woods. I drove by the track on Fast Friday and, and just did a drive up, uh, up Main Street and Speedway and then took the roundabout and then came across uh, 16th at Polko. Uh, and then followed that back downtown and there were some cars on track and that felt, that felt good. I was, I didn't stop. I wasn't one of the diehards that was standing there in the uh, 16th and Polko lot on the outside. Uh, but I did, I did at least get to hear an Indy car on the track. Right. I'm planning on going for carb day. I'm taking a half day. <laughs> I normally take five days of vacation during the month of May and I've so far taken zero. So I'm like, I can take a half day to go see, listen to cars on track. Apparently they don't, endorse you hanging outside the track but they have a uh, a merchandise trailer out there <laughs> and, and dog bowls and will come with it. That's and it the president like, will come out and take selfies with you looks great though with masks on and a really nice suit by the way always always always, always always there so mike you've you've been, you're uh you're an old timer at the speedway it's a, that's an official club uh we've We've documented in the in the show notes. If you're a patron, you get the show notes every before every episode. Uh, back in May, there was a story about the independent photographers being shut out uh, of IndyCar races throughout the year. It sounds like it loosened up a little bit, where there were maybe some that were going to be allowed in. How's how's your quest to being able to sh- shoot your damn near 40th Indy 500 going? Uh, well, this would have been 38, and uh, Associated Press has five people. Uh, one in each turn and one for the rest of the track, I think. Um, I was not allowed to go. I tried every single media outlet and was unable to. And from the, what I understand, there's a very small handful of people, and there were 420 last year. It's unreal. Yeah. Unreal. If you are the girlfriend of a race car driver, though, you'll get in. So if you, I mean, you've got like a day or two. I don't know. I don't know what Dalton Kellett's into, but maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can, maybe you can find yourself somebody that'll get you in. Maybe Blake can. He would be a very fine looking woman. I'll be, I'll be a roadie wow. for Colton Herder. That's yeah. I'll join his band. That, that would work. Do you have, do you have skills? Can you? Are you not a one? No, could not carry a tune in no. a dump truck. You would not make it as a zit. No, no. 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 Well, shoot. 
So if you can put wheels on a golf cart, Rossi might be looking for you. <laughs> we might be able to do that. <laughs> so how are, are we going through withdrawals here? How are we, how are we reacting? Um, Blake, what was my demeanor last weekend during qualifying? I have seen my dad upset very few times about racing. And that was whenever, whenever Marco set the pole, literally I see it on the television calls me five seconds later. Marco just set the F and pole. <laughs> <laughs> I was you weren't up. you weren't standing there by his side in the time of need. I was at Top Golf. So <laughs> we all cope yeah. in different ways. Yes, yes. we do. Yes, we do. Um, un- incredible. You know, I, I've been an Andretti guy since 1976 or 77, and for Marco to win that poll and me not be able to be there was pretty humiliating for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's frustrating. Um. I, yeah, I've, I've had I've had mixed results in being able to get there throughout the month of May. So I, this year, I pretty much planned on doing the heart, the the GP, and then I was probably not going to make it for qualifying weekend. It's always it, tr- getting away for three weekends in May is always difficult, and then in August, it just wasn't. Uh, it was it's probably not in the cards, and then they canceled it anyway. I was like, okay, well that's fine. I'm kind of used to watching qualifying days on on TV. I'm, I'm about fifty fifty. Sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not. Last year I had a wedding in Wisconsin that had me away. So I was, I had at least been prepped for the disappointment. For me, it's always juggling high school baseball games versus days at the track. Um, and a lot of those days I would go to the track early at 11 or whatever and then leave at 2 and get back for a ball game at 4.30 to watch Blake play. Yep. When that season was canceled, I'm all in on the race and nothing. And you think you're good, yeah. Well, Zach and I compared notes when they when they moved this race in March, they moved it to August. That's also when they rescheduled a bunch of the IndyCar calendar. We're like, oh, great. This is going to be May in August. and We're going to be fine. Instead of the GP, we've got mid Ohio, but it's the same three weekends. It's going to be perfect. And then within 48 hours, it all just fell apart. Yeah. I haven't been able to see a race car yet this year. <laughs> this year and then normally and normally I'm there. I'm like pulling for GP on Thursday. Um, pull in for the 500 on Thursday. I'm there. Um, sometimes I'll pop over on fast Friday for like a couple hours and I'm there Saturday. I'm there Sunday. And then I take a mental health day Monday. Normally they would do a big practice and I would take off that whole day. Now, is this a term you're using loosely or is that real mental health day? Yeah, no, it's a, uh, no, it's not. No, I don't use sick time, but I usually, I save a personal day, but it's like, you know, until they're old enough, I don't take the kids. I'm taking anybody with me so I can just do what I want to do that day. Be a just little roam, kid at the track. Just roam around. And so like that day, you usually give pit access to people with bronze badges. So I'm in the pits and then I'll, I'll walk out and walk all the way up to turn one and go all the way up to the East Dam penthouse, which is uh, without going to turn two, but you're under cover, eat lunch up there, watch them come down the straightaway, hustle my way back down to the pit lane to watch them come in from practice. And so yeah, I spend like, two weeks over the course of the month there it feels like just hanging around. So I am having, the only thing that's been nice is I look at how much time I still have on the books for like time off. I'm like, oh, I'm doing pretty good now. Cause I just don't have, I have so much time that I haven't used. Fast Friday is always Blake's best autograph day. Absolutely. Yeah. I have gotten anybody that has attempted to qualify their autograph on a helmet the past four years. You go stand down in the line and just stand the across ki- the wall. I'm the kid that is standing there with a Sharpie and a helmet. You get the white helmet every year? The white helmet, yep. And you get the full full field of 36 or 33 or whatever, however many attend and attempt? Yeah. At yeah. what point do you think your cuteness is going to wear off and they're going to say, stop it? <laughs> um, Connor Daly knows me. <laughs> so 
where uh, that it is true. I'm kind of waiting for. I was like, oh, my oldest is two years away from getting a junior garage credential, and I have yeah. a friend who's got a son. Unfortunately, like this now. was his last year to have a junior credential. Yeah, and yeah. now if I get a bronze bag badge next year, it's just cheating. So we may hang it up. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's it's amazing how much better kids get treated. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> because it, like if you get the bronze or girlfriend, you're only on pit road though. You've got, you're, you're not on pit road. You got to get a silver. You got to get, got to get somebody to sponsor the silver badge over there. He stands through the fence there at the pit lane and they come to get on their bicycle or right. golf cart. They Unless you're Fernando Alonso, then you just drive right past me and I beat you to your garage. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you chase down Fernando? He's the hardest one. He's one of the hardest ones. To get. That I stalked for nine straight <laughs> hours. I'm not even joking. He was the last I, one you had to have, wasn't he? Uh, about third to last, I stood outside his garage for four hours. Went and while he practiced, this was with the three inch too high McLaren. I was going to say, how, what, kind of, yeah. what kind of mood was he in at this point? Uh, Did you get his autograph before or after he missed the race last year? Before, <laughs> yeah. he still signed some after. One of his uh, team guys came out and said, "I'll take a few things in for him to sign." I have a fan club at the speedway. They know me. I run around. They see me. Somebody took my helmet and gave it to the guy, and luckily I was one of the few. Wow. So you, yeah. you didn't even get to be there when he signed it? No. We could I was see okay him through the door. I, I was okay with that. Yeah. Oh, man. So I, I've seen a lot of fans. Uh, Jason Sipe is a longtime IndyCar fan, friend of mine, and he's just pissed as hell, doesn't want to have anything to do with the race. He's mad at the track. He's mad at the spe- series, mad at the speedway, just wants nothing to do with it. How's that approach? Is that a, is that a valid approach to the uh, to the month of August? I don't think it is. I I don't think there is a driver or a crew member or a photographer or a rider that doesn't want the race to happen. You know, um, turn your mic towards you. You're you're off the side of it just a touch. There you go. That, I don't I don't think there's anybody that doesn't want it to happen. Um, it's outside the Indianapolis Star. The Indianapolis Star some people that definitely didn't want to happen. Yeah, there, there's a there's a contingent of people that are upset. Um, I'm upset, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it on Sunday. Yeah. you know, you're frustrated, right? It's just yeah. a it's just a continued building of frustration. But we're also frustrated that we have two weeks without high school football. That Blake has a teammate in tennis that's quarantined. Um, that, you know. This has affected more than auto racing. It's affected the world, you know, and uh, we're just going to do what we can do. And, you know, I've been talking about how we've been making lemonade out of lemons all summer with this. And you find the things you can do. And if you're a if you're an Indy 500 fan, you've got it a whole lot better than an IU football fan does this year. Absolutely. Right. I mean, there's yeah, you can't you can't go to the race, but your event is still happening. Correct. And because the race is happening there's probably going to be an IndyCar series and Indy 500 next year, but right. you can go to a, to go yeah. to a bunch of races that can actually attend the Indy 500 next year. potentially. But how would you like to be Roger Penske spend millions and millions and millions of dollars and not have a payday? You know, so uh, it stinks for him, but it's great for us because I don't think the Holman George family was going to take the hit. Right. I think he's I got, think the, he's got the pockets deep enough to do all this, but yeah, invested a bunch in the track. He's had to like, He's paid for, I think if there's been races without fans, I think it's ultimately he's writing a check. So yeah, we're lucky for that. We're lucky we're having racing to watch. So I heard the total and I'm going to try to, I've, I've, I've run out beyond my skis and now I have to check and find out the name, the name of the guy that gave the total. It's the first time I've heard anybody in any sort of a public medium 
listed. Ron Thomas. Ron Thomas on the Steve Zabin podcast said a week and a half ago that Penske paid $350 million for the track. Ron's grandfather was Johnny Parsons, who won the 1950 Indy 500. So he claims to have had a source that said, you know, that released the number, said the number. Um, it's been widely reported that since Penske bought the track in January, he's invested $15 million of his own money into the track to make massive improvements to video boards, updated updated a bunch of paving, a bunch of paint. The uh, Everybody's talked about the bathrooms getting the, uh, getting the big upgrades. Mike was excited about the bathrooms. I am very excited. Somebody posted a picture of one bathroom that looked like it gotten left behind, though. They hadn't really gotten to all you of them. So there's still some, the they, I mean, the museum, maybe they put that in the museum with, the, still with some, the old they, garage. They should, they should put a trough in the museum. <laughs> right there with that little garage that they had yeah. in the back. Right next to it should have been, this is what it used to look like. Should have been, this is Mike's spot. Yeah. yeah. For the old timers. The old timers. <laughs> do you have a favorite bathroom at the track? I do. Where is it? Between the first <laughs> and the second row in the garage area. Oh, the garage okay. ones. The sure. Garage ones, you have your choice. You can wash your hands with soap or with Gojo. They're like <laughs> the pumice liquid soap. They have two different options in the gasoline alley bathroom. I depending like on the, how many track I, dogs I have, Guffy, depending on how many track dogs I have is whether I go to the second bathroom or the far private bathroom. <laughs> Blake, I like the How ones. did the bathroom things come up again? Because, uh, we need to move on. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the ones over the top of uh, of the old-timer suites. Those are the Legends Row. The Legends Row. Those are fantastic. Yeah. yeah they, those are the most modern the, ones. Those are bathrooms with a view. And yeah, I've not. And they're nice privilege. and clean. Really? I've not had Oh, next time we're going. Oh. Show me. Those are like the newest ones in the facility, I think. Those didn't even need updated, really. They probably still had They're probably, them, probably built in 2000. Yeah. With the uh, with the F1 garages when all that came to boot. Um, and then if you want the the true experience, you go out to the turn three infield uh, infield garages. Or infield infield bathrooms. And those are... The porta pots No, no. They're real. Uh, my family, we bring our own uh, bucket and port and and little tent. <laughs> Uh, in little tent. For, no, it's uh, true. And <laughs> when we were there, somebody snuck in the bathroom. They did. They did a little bump of coke to to get them through the, the event. Some random came through. I don't know the person. Never saw them. Don't. I can't. I can't testify who they were. But I did witness the activity and said, "Yep, that story checks out for the 500." <laughs> you see things there you'll never. It looked see like anymore. a little Carmex bottle or a little deal. Uh, in the late 80s, I used to, I've always had to be in before 5 a.m. when the bomb goes off. So that helps. Yeah. So in the 80s, I used to stand on the top of the infield turn four bleachers and watch all the Yahoos drive through. And every year from probably 88 to the early 90s, there was always a hearse that came through with three urinals strapped to the side of it. And they'd come through that infield, and the front wheels would come off the ground, and it, it would just be crazy. You hear him over there with his Slurpee. Don't judge me. <laughs> just, just ice rattling. So, let's pretend to be a little bit professional, just a little bit. Just try, just try. Mike's talking. Guffy doesn't like the five hundred. No, he doesn't care. He doesn't respect it. No, I no. It's absolutely boring to me. Doesn't respect the tradition. It's. Whatever to me, he'll grow up someday. So, I'd I'd rather hopefully. be in at, at a hockey rink. So they did soccer. They've I've been to one hockey game. I go to about one a year. Uh, we did get the announcement that the purse is cut in half, though. So 
this will probably be the year that Marco does win, and then he doesn't. Yeah, he gets half as much money. He gets, he gets half the money. Absolutely, <laughs> I think he'll be okay. He's he's probably one of the drivers that needs the uh, <laughs> needs the needs the funds the least, least. To, to continue on with his career. Uh, so some stuff that Zach attends that uh, that's not happening this season. Uh, there's no parade. You always do the parade. That would have been Saturday. That's gone. Yeah. Mini I'm always hydrating on Saturday. You just to have a little IV in, in trying to yeah, trying to I, I don't do to the bulk parade. up. Yeah. Do you hydrate with buttermilk or what do you what do you use? Gatorade. <laughs> No buttermilk. Is he telling the truth, Zach? Yeah. What color? What color is he drinking? Uh, it's usually the, he calls it yellow, but the green, the green Powerade, it's usually Powerade. Oh, like what, the old school what, original stuff? Green. It's lemon lime. Yeah. That's it's, it's yellow. Green. Oh, that's it's green. green. That's yellow. It's yellow. It's lime green. That's the original stuff. That stuff gives me. How's that like? Have you had your eyes checked lately? Who do you see, Dr. I, Horn, or who's your optometrist? Uh, Dr. Malat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you pass the test? No, I <laughs> never <not>. does. <laughs> Got to get you checked on. How, and you do play by play for the Trojans. Yeah, uh, the yellow Newcastle Trojans. <laughs> <laughs> A friend and I, uh, we do the broadcasting for our home basketball games uh, for our school announcements. It's called the NC Trojan Report, and we do the commentary and play by play for all the basketball games. I look with them. Yeah. So you're you're, you're wearing a uh, a Justin Wilson T-shirt, uh, yes. and there are four primary colors on the helmet. <laughs> could you walk? Could you walk me through those? I see both lemon and lime. Yellow. <laughs> we got the yellow. Okay. Green. Yes. Blue and red. All right. My eyes are fine. I know. Now he pointed with a very distinct finger. Uh, <laughs> I always get yelled after that. I do not mean. To. That's we'll, my boy. We'll move on. <laughs> he kept it from the camera. <laughs> All right. Um, so there are in this field eight former winners Castro Neves, Dixon, Power, Canon, Pagano, Rossi, Hunter Ray, and Sato. Uh, that's too short of the 1992 record of 10. <clears throat> Should we be pulling for a repeat winner so that they don't, the, the actual winner of the race doesn't get robbed of having fans and the, the pomp and circumstance and the explosion of, uh, of excitement. You think of like Tony Kadan when he won and the place went absolutely insane. That was my first ever 500. I've never seen a crowd go crazy. It was insane. It was electric. I came back the next year and was disappointed. <laughs> it doesn't happen every time. That no, was, a- that was whenever they set the record for most passes and I'm sitting outside of turn four and I watch every, turn one and yeah. I see every single pass and it was, un- it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so that, so that's, that's why I asked the question of, okay, do we want to see, do you want to see Colton Herter or Marco win? Or do you want it to be, okay. Yeah. Scott Dixon, he needs to win a second Indy 500 The hell with it. This is gonna I don't think it matters. You're- I don't think it matters to that driver. If they win with fans or without fans, they want to win the race. I think it'll be remembered no matter what. I mean, they might, first- get, a, they might get a warm reception next year. Like just for hopefully we're back next year, but <laughs> I think I think it. it'll be remembered no matter what. No yeah. fans, COVID season. It's I think it'll it's, it's going to be, be remembered. It's going to be unique. Is it going to be any less? I guess is it going to feel like every you know we're not going to look at this like it's a lesser Indy five hundred like this is nineteen ninety eight Nettie Cheever one because it was twenty twenty one and it was run August and it was half the purse and there was nobody there. I hope it's still going to be. It's not going to be the MLB season. Yeah. This is still, this is still going to be full, fully matters. And we all, and to my friends at NBC and the governor and Bowles and whoever else has anything to do with this, 
please let them do the victory picture without the mask on. Please. That's awful. Texas was absolutely horrible. So that is that that's the other side of it is you've got your visuals and you you think as an artist or as a photographer and what you're going to remember about this. I know that they did the front row photos with masks off uh, because the drivers are able to be distant. But and I know that Victory Lane is always crazy anyway, right? You've yeah, got you've got the milk presentation, you've got the wreath, you've got, got twenty seven hats. The driver comes in and they're trying to you know the, the I don't know I don't know if the how much that's going to be there. I don't know. See what Victory that, Lane that, looks that's like. going to be totally different. The They'll have like no. a robot bring the milk in. And the milk is said, the milk is said something. to be coming because I, I the Indiana Dairy Farmers released their list and I gave Connor Daily Hell for saying skim milk on Instagram. Oh my gosh. And he's like, I'll take whatever. But he said he wanted skim. You can call your boy up and work that out. I said, I thought you'd be a buttermilk guy and you want skim milk. You drink buttermilk? Uh, if I won the Indy 500, damn right I'm getting buttermilk. It's good enough for Louis <laughs> Meyer. It's good bet, enough for me. I bet when you dump buttermilk on your head, I bet it takes way better pictures than anything. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it looks it like cottage kernels. cheese. Yeah. I, I'm in for content. That's it. That's entirely <sighs> about the visual. I don't want to look like Takumasato with the thin skim milk coming across. I want that. I want. Yeah, but you also have to wear it what? for four hours. Sorry. Apparently, at the later in the day thing, it gets real rough when you're doing, especially when you're sitting there. You're not even going to be outside. They're going to, or they might stick you on the balcony, but you'll be doing Zoom calls for the next like seven hours or the next seven days. Yeah. Now, uh, well, you get to change eventually, but that uh, night, a team Penske driver. Do you think they have a backup identical fire suit ready to Absolutely. go? Absolutely. That's what I would do. I would have a ready. I would have if I win the race, have my my other suit ready. I'm disappearing for five minutes. I'm changing. I don't That's think it doing. happens. That's what I'm doing. So we don't care. We don't care who wins as long as as long as as long as the photos look right. Is that what we're saying? That we're yeah. I just don't want a mask. I mean, is that a political statement? That's a political statement. <laughs> he's, NBC, he's still hear upset me now. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> no mask for the winner. I think it will be interesting for the rookies this year when they come back next year and they see what it actually is like. Like I feel sorry for it. Like it'd be fun if you know if there's a rookie near Tony Kanaan. And he's like, and he just, he goes to the driver intros this year. And he's like, oh, this is whatever. And then the next year he's still near Tony Kanaan. And he gets to come out when Tony Kanaan <laughs> comes out and you realize, oh, you're, you're a yeah. thing here. Yeah. You're, you, you, have, they have you no and idea. Carpenter, they the have no idea. Up. Like these guys, like I heard an interview with Kanaan. He said, it's so weird. He's like, I leave my motor home. I got three Sharpies in my pocket. He's like, cause he, it's easier to say. He's like, why do I have Sharpies? He's like, there's nobody to sign the autographs for. He says, but he still keeps them in his pocket just in case. So, how many yellow shirts did they not hire this year? I wonder. Hundreds. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they can't need them. Who do you need? Although, I mean, I, I'm I see them. Yeah, a couple for Gasoline Alley and a couple to make sure. There's you probably two the or right three direction. with the trophy and you know stuff like that, but none of my crew at the Penetrates are there this year. So there are four rookies: uh, Askew, Palou. VK and Pato Award, who was here last year, you've got to say autograph the car. I, I got his car. autograph, yes. <clears throat> but uh, but he's technically a rookie. Uh, Thirty three guys, first time uh, since nineteen ninety one that we had did not have a female entered in the race. They tried. Pippa Man tried, but because of the pandemic, they couldn't. She was get, unsuccessful. They couldn't get the sponsorship to uh, uh, to work out. Uh, unfortunately, uh, very diverse field though. Otherwise. 12 countries represented. You got 15 Americans, three from the United Kingdom, two from Spain, two from Swedes, two Australians, two Brazilians, two Canadians, one Frenchman, actually from France, not uh, not a French Canadian. 
uh, Tagliani's not here this year. Uh, one Japanese, one Mexican, that's Pato, one Dutch driver, and uh, one New Zealander. Uh, uh, Producer Chris, who's the New Zealander? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a very New Zealand type name. Scott Dixon. Dixon. Scott Dixon. Sure. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Sounds Dude. like he's from Tulsa. <laughs> Some guy. Um, all right. 16 Hondas, 17 Chevys. Uh, everybody's on Firestone tires, and they're all in the eight-year-old or nine-year-old DW12 chassis. Uh, two crashes so far this month, Fernando Alonso and Scott Dixon. Uh, both in turn four. Both landed where Mike McCown would be taking pictures. Yeah, you got you got robbed. You would have sold those pictures. Absolutely. Fernando Alonso picture would yeah. have been all over the world. Yeah. Instead, it's somebody from down in turn one using a long lens, getting him crawling out of the car. You got hose. Where would you normally be in relation to pit pit entrance? I am probably, I'm the very first photographer inside pit entrance. So So he would have gone right because. Yes, he would have been within 10 feet. Alonso's backward slide was the luckiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes. To back it through the pit entrance. And if you look at the video, like, oh, pit lane's pretty wide. It's not right there at the beginning. No, it's not. The that attenuator is awful. Ask Billy Boat. So there are cardboard cutouts at baseball games. What do we, we have to do? What do we have Mike to do McCown to get a McCown cutout? Oh maybe, in, maybe in an FC Tucker fire suit. No, I'd be in my own fire <laughs> suit. You know, I, I've lost a lot of weight and thought I could wear my old fire suit this year and was going to show off, but it doesn't, it doesn't really work you for me. Photoshop it. Do you suppose we could call Doug and see if we could get a six foot stand up? If you can of- get on the phone with Doug Bowles, okay, go for you it. could find a you could find a house that you're listing and charge them a little extra to have their house on the little sign you're holding. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think I think you've got a little project. You get a couple so, of days. Somebody left to get, get a hold of Huffman and see if he'll fund that. <laughs> FC Tucker Crossroads needs to fund that. <laughs> I think, they were on Sarah Fisher's car. I think this could be no, fun. That was Century Twenty One. Oh. My. That was the city of Newcastle. <laughs> this sounds, you know, this uh, sounds troubling. That was yeah. privately funded as well. I have a picture of that. Yep. That was a while ago. In several years. He was on Carpenter. That yep. was Joseph New Garden. What would you do if, uh, what, would you get thrown out of the family if, uh, if Colton Herta was in the Remax Honda next year? Um, I would buy a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, do not care. <laughs> Blake, Blake and Colton are to have a bonding. We, do you guys, I mean, does he know you at the track? Is this, a, um, is this like a, I a, met little, him a bro crush? The, one way. Uh, <laughs> I met him out at the go-kart track and I mean, just sat there and talked to him. Super nice dude. I mean, he's two years older than me. So, I mean, just young dude, similar hair. <laughs> I, I bought his hat whenever the stores opened up last year, got my picture taken with him about five times. And I mean, he, he recognized me, but well, that's cool. Yeah. I've met his bus driver, almost the same thing. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ryan Eversley liked to tweet of mine on Facebook today or on, on, on the Twitter. Uh, so I was pretty excited about that. He, I felt like he recognized I sent me. Colton happy birthday and he responded. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, so you're, you're the, the driver closest to you in age is Colton hurt at this yes. point. Yes. No, there's. One that'd be closer. Is it VK? Is VK, VK a little closer? Yeah, he's, he's nineteen. Colton's yeah. nineteen. Yeah, but VK is the youngest ever, isn't he? No, AJ was AJ. Little AJ. AJ four uh, was was okay. uh, right at nineteen. It was like okay. darn near his nineteenth birthday, I think. Um, Pagano is about as close to my age now. And then for Mike, you've got to be looking. Yeah, that's like, TK or Buddy uh, Lazier. Yeah, Sato. 
Yeah, so I forgot about him. He's old. He's forty something. He's like forty seven. You're you're like Davy Hamilton age He's, over there. Yeah. I was listening. I was watching NBC Gold. His name, his age changed three times in five minutes. Nobody knows how nobody, old, nobody, nobody knows how old Sato is. Well, it's because it's it's Japanese time. It was like he was like forty three to forty five. Well, they're always a day ahead, so yeah, the, na- right. the the age changes faster. He's, allegedly, was, according to the Wikipedia, he's forty three. Okay, yeah, he started at forty five and then he dropped to forty three. I was like, <laughs> which is you guys are a national. <laughs> but, but TK's older than that, isn't he? Yeah, TK's older than that. I think TK may be forty seven. So I th- this is uh, that was something else I looked up. I did not include it in my little fact sheet, my addendum to the show notes that I've been working on here, uh, but. Uh, TK is not that close to being the oldest guy ever to win the Indy 500. It was probably Big, big Al. Yeah, uh, yeah, Big Al, and I think, um, oh, I'm going to look it up here, but I want to say that Emerson Fittipaldi was also well into his upper 40s uh, when that uh, when that turned out. Gilles de Ferran probably was... No. Gilles was median age. Okay. I think. We'll see here. Googling. Top 10 oldest winners. Al Unser, 47 years, 360 days. Bobby Unser, 47 and 93. So once again, he's 104 Bobby. now. Uh, Emerson Fittipaldi was 46. Gordon Johncock was 45. Uh, Ari Leindyke was 43. Sam Hanks, 42. Uh, Emerson was 42 the first time he won the race. He had had an entire career in F1 and came back over. Uh, Foy Rutherford and Maury Rose. So what's, wow. T- what's Tony Kanaan's current age? Do we know? Anybody? My guess was 47. Tony Kanan. You think he's 40? Uh, Tony, uh, my, my typings over here is a little questionable. Tony Kanan hacksaw is the first thing that came up for me because I looked that up. He's 45. So he's got three more years before he's even the oldest guy to ever win the Indy 500, if he can do it. Elio's probably close to Tony's age, too. They're it? right around. They grew up racing go-karts against each other. We've all agreed on uh, common pronunciation of Elio, not Helio. Uh, 45 years old. Yep. So we got some guys that are up there. We're not. Uh, they're not Danny Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're, what, what do you, what's your year of birth, Mike? 65. 65. So you were right there in the Davy Hamilton, John Andretti kind of. Those are the, John those, is those a couple guys years were, older than me. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. We're checking, doing a little check in here to see. I'm trying, dri- trying to figure out some of the guys that were getting more and more to the drivers with suffixes. You have to type in more. To, to <laughs> yes. to get the it's right the one. senior version of the guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Davey Hamilton, because he was one of the guys that ran his last start was 2011. So from, for Mike and a guy to be in his age bracket, it would have been about 2000. It's been about eight to 10 years since there's been a guy of your, of your age that has, uh, that has run the race. It's not too bad. Seems like to me the oldest guy when I was coming through was probably Alicio Salazar. Yeah, yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. If Michael would run a Mario, would still be driving. Yeah, so and he's he's eighty. I, I think they could. Mario can still put the throttle down. In yeah, the seater. I guess he still insults the. He'll go out the hell, when he him. flipped it upside down. Worth looking up on YouTube, by the way. Yeah, it's a. It's I want to say that I would have paid for. That. Was he? Was he seventy? I want to say it was two thousand three, somewhere in that range. It was the year that uh, he was. It was like maybe April, and I think Dario Franchitti was hurt. No, it was Tony Kanon. Tony Kanon was hurt. He get like a, a broken wrist or something. I think it was TK. He was testing TK's car and hit a chunk of debris. Looked like he was going to clear the fence. 
And that's when was TK, on a, that's when TK moved in with Dr. Trammell, wasn't it, to get put back together? So in 2003, it was uh, it was that was the year it was on uh, WTHR. They happened to be running the uh, the camera uh, off the helicopter, and I want to say that Robbie Gordon wound up replacing him in the race. Does that sound Does that sound right to anybody other than me? I thought he might have even gotten back for the race because it was like an oddball yeah. test. It was like a test day. It was like their April Open. I can't remember. I was no. Tony Canon had suffered a radial fracture on his arm in April at Motegi. April April 23rd, Mario Andretti took over TK's car. Uh, he had retired nine years earlier, and uh, Mario was going to qualify the car if he needed to, and they didn't know who was going to replace him in the race. Um, do, 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 do. I don't remember I think who Terry, actually ran the car, though. I think Terry Trammell put him back in the car, didn't he? I thought he might have gotten back. I've just been a while since I've read mm-hmm, up on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one of those legendary stories that comes up all the time. And none of us know the answer to. Yeah, I've got I've got part of it. It's just uh, trouble actually remembering. Look up Tony Kanon two thousand three Indy five hundred. See if he pops up. Yeah, Tony Kanon did get uh, did get in. I thought he did because in the oh hell he started second in the ra- <laughs> <laughs> he did fine in the rapid response movie. They talk about him living with Trammel and running go karts around. That was the first Indy 500 I attended. And, uh, yeah, DeFerrin won. Elio was right behind him. And uh, Tony Kanan was, uh, was third. One, two, three. Yeah, one, two, three. Of course, DeFerrin might be French, depending upon what you, uh, what you check out. <laughs> DeFerrin is 52, so he was only 30-something when he won that race. Maybe 29. Right in, that, right in that range. All right, so this is the very first year we have gaming. Legalized sports gaming. Uh, for the Indy 500, and I have been checking the FanDuel, Mike. I've been waiting. I've been saving my pennies in there all spring. I put $10 in last fall, and I've been riding it, waiting on the Indy 500 to happen. Well, in the past, there's always been a field bet that has like 12 or 13 cars in it. Sure. This- and in the year that J.R. Hildebrand <laughs> crashed on the last lap, and Dan Weldon won... I actually called a friend in Vegas to have him place the field bet because I liked Weldon. And it went from 101 to 10 to 1 before he could get the bet placed, so he didn't do it. But I had Weldon at 100 to 1 to win that race. So I put $2 on Marco Andretti back before any qualifying happened, and Marco was at plus 5000 So my $2, awesome. my $2 if Marco wins is 100 bucks. The line has moved uh, from eight. It moved to eight seventy right after qualifying. I checked today, and it's moved to plus eight fifty. So it has gotten five times tighter. So your dollar mm. on Marco is now worth eight dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, uh, still pretty nice. Still pretty nice. I got. I also got Connor Daly. I put five bucks on Connor at plus seven thousand because I don't think it. Whoever was running the FanDuel lines really didn't have any idea who was driving what car or what anybody was. They just kind of threw some numbers at it and said hell with it. And they said, "Oh, Connor sucked every year. He was tenth last year, but." They didn't realize that he was in a carpenter car. Yeah. And I was like, man, he's going to race really, that's really a, well. That's an awesome car. Eventually, his luck's going to get better. So my $5 on Connor Daly is going to pay out at $350 on a $5 bet, should but, that turn out. But I thought I saw Elio Castroneves, a former winner, multiple winner, that was like 3000 plus 3000 Because he's not been in a car since... Let me check. Last year. I, pulled, I tried to pull a number of them. And if you guys check the... Uh, check Once again, if you're on the Patreon... 
check the uh, check the show notes and we'll have the uh, have the update. Uh, Kanan is plus five thousand. Carpenter is still plus five thousand as of today. Pagano plus thirteen hundred, which is pretty long. This is the problem, though, Zach. Is that the Hondas were all great in qualifying. So if you look at the field, the Hondas are almost the entire front half of the field. Eight of the top nine, except for VK. Eight of the top nine are Hondas, uh, and then the Chevys. The Chevys follow along after that. So it, it's kind of skewed the. You don't know what to believe as far as who the actual favorites are on the. That race. might mean nothing. Come race day. Yes, I think it means because they're running a different boost level than they're running. They're pulling the boost back, and it's then it becomes about drivability. And apparently, passing is going to be difficult. And so you're looking at guys like Pagano and Castroneves who could both kind of work their way through traffic during practices before they got the boost. Elio is right now plus thirty two hundred. How's that happen on a on a potential four time winner? He's, he's, so one dollar on Elio is thirty two dollars in return. He's behind Alonzo. Who's yeah. not even in a particularly great car. Correct. And now, he, now what Elio doesn't necessarily have is a team that has run. He's got a Penske car and he's got a Penske pit crew, but he doesn't have a pit crew that's been doing indie car races all year long. No, they're probably the Acura guys from, from I'm the sorry, 24 hours. They're the Did what? Did you say Acura? Acura. Acura. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, it's probably those guys. <laughs> Could Lake, you, you're grounded. Could you say the Could you say the word vaccine for me? Oh, <laughs> vaccination! No, man. Don't trigger me. Ambulance. <laughs> How do you say Mazda? Mazda. Yeah, All right, there Mazda. we go. Good. I tried to trick him. <laughs> say Mazda like like Lee Diffie. <laughs> oh heck, yeah. So uh, Dixon is the favorite to win the race. Uh, plus four seventy. Rossi at plus seven fifty. Marco should not be plus eight fifty, but they I, I think people have actually been betting on him and moving the line now at this point. Pagano at plus thirteen hundred, Newgarden plus eleven hundred. The longest odds in the field, uh and I've I've typed Chilton twice on there, which is wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh but I believe it was it's 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 Hanley and Chilton are at plus twenty thousand, and there is one more. There is another. Uh Dalton Kellett, plus twenty thousand. Who actually qualified? Not horribly. He was, he was fine. Yeah, for a middle three dollars on them and see what happens. Well, There's gotta, no way Chilton or Hanley win the race. Well, so Chilton, Chilton, Chilton has, has led 28 laps in the 85. I thought he was going to win it the year. Only Sada because won. of only because he, he was of fuel up there. Mileage. He was so he was in a Ganassi car. He led a bunch of laps, and that car has been with Connor Daly driving. It's been a top five oval car. Yeah. The question is: Is is he? You know, is he? You've had a few dark horse surprise kind of. Uh, they were up there in the top five, and you never saw it coming. I'm talking about the the year the Ray Hall car with uh, Bertrand Baguette was you know yeah. nearly oh, nearly yeah. 8500 on fuel. You know he was leading with 15 laps to go, and the fuel mileage didn't work out for him. Um, I was going to say Ward in the IRL days, <laughs> or Jeff Ward. Um, I I don't know. I just feel like that's a a t- plus twenty thousand. One dollar is no chance. Nothing. No chance at all. Might as well put five bucks just in I mean, case. Ben Hanley, happens. I get that. No chance at oh, plus yeah. 20,000, right? No way in hell. But Kell it, no way in hell. Let's give credit where credit's due. That's a shoestring budget team. And Ben Hanley drove the wheels off that car the year before. Yeah, absolutely. He yeah, got, in, he got in the race. I'm up. sad Kyle Kaiser's not in it this year. I He has no public publicity whatsoever, but I mean, he knocked Alonzo out of the race. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has my respect. 
my 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 lovely bride went down to Bill Helmets and bought stood in line and bought a Kyle Kaiser T-shirt out of the Bill Helmet shop after work one. Uh, I think it was Fast Friday last year. Wow. After he made the race, and she still runs around in her Hunkos uh, Hunkos racing yeah, T-shirt. And Dragon Speed didn't know they were going to do the race until August. 7th. They were in they were in Belgium the week the weekend before. Yeah, and they they got the deal uh, deal from the Speedway to fill the field. Great kid, great kid, Bobby. So it's exciting. I I I don't know. I I think. And, and by the way, if we're giving extra credit to, to helmet design, Chilton's is fantastic. To, 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 use a, to use a beaten to death phrase within the IndyCar community, his helmet design like broke the internet when he dropped it. Everybody's like, and I heard Rossi say he was mad. He's like, because he's like, it's the greatest helmet that's ever been designed. He's like, nobody will ever beat that helmet design ever. And apparently the only problem with it was they misspelled Dario Franchini's <laughs> name on it somewhere. And somebody asked Maximize, we'll tell Dario to change the spelling of his name. But yeah, the helmet's amazing. And it's, it's look it up. It looks like a Borg Warner. It looks like the Borg Warner. It has the Borg Warner on with, the back with select drivers. And I guess some of the drivers are drivers he's had either admirers or has had like Rossi's on there and he was a teammate with Rossi in Europe. And so it's drivers that he uh, find some significance with or has some connection. With. It's his actual, I mean, you have your actual competitors on there. I think that's the greatest, the greatest honor ever. I've, so I've been to Daytona and looked at the Harley J Earl trophy and my hero driver, my, my Colton Herta, when I was a kid was Ernie Irvin. He won the 1991 Daytona 500. His name is misspelled on that. So I, I, it, it, sorry, Dario, but if, 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 well, in, if, if he, if he wins there, they should put that or hell, no matter what they ought to take that. If he donates it, they ought to put it in the museum or send it to the Peterson well, Museum and it ought like, to be on display. The, the, it was, I don't even think it was his idea necessarily. I'm trying to think. I heard him ask about it. It was done completely by his, his painter in Europe and then shipped over here because Chilton doesn't even have a house here. He commutes to England. But what about the PR that a backmarker team oh, has scared. gotten over this helmet? Heck yeah. Kudos. He did a photo I mean, shoot with it on the Yard of Bricks. Absolutely. Very impressive. Guys, I got to mention one guy we've not mentioned at all. Who's that? 4,200. Ferrucci. Why is Ferrucci in a Dale Coin car that's a pretty badass car at 4,200? Because he's getting outrun by a rookie. Well, Palou. It'll be interesting because Ferrucci's fearless. Ferrucci will be, be ahead of Palou. <laughs> I like Oliver Askew's chances to put something out there i mean he to win or to be to be like hey he, yeah he's top five top five top ten yeah, he, i mean he could be the richie hearn did he pull it together at the end because he was scared in the in the during the week of practice he would just bail <laughs> like he was it one time i was i watched so much <laughs> practice and he would just be like he got out there NBC like, what gold. You, they're like what do you want me to do and he, they're like i don't know do whatever you want and you know what to do in practice and at one point alonzo pulled up next to him and they, they were listening to his radio nobody said anything to him he just pitted Nobody told him to. It's like, oh gosh, Alonzo's next to me. I pit. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be like, if you can't handle traffic, that start is going to be the roughest minute and a half of your life trying to get through that first lap or two because you can't, especially if you're in the back, you can't see anything getting all the dust thrown up at you. But if you can get Tony Kanon at plus 5,000, that's a, I don't know. It's just a matter of if a Foyt goes he's in a Foyt he's car. Always, he's always going to lead. He's just about always going to lead the race. Yeah, they're going to do that with with pit strategy or something. But I don't. I don't think it's. A... All right. So, do you think you have to have a Honda or a Chevy? Is there going to be one that's going to be the the clear winner? Because last year you needed to have a Chevrolet if you were going to have a chance. It, 
the Menards car for Simon Pagano was, you know, if they ran 10 laps, Pagano was leading nine of them and, and Rossi could barely get by him at, on horse. Rossi was there. Right away. Yeah. Rossi was there. I don't think you ever count out Alexander Rossi. He is a badass in a car. Um, I, I don't think you count him out. He was underpowered and still there. Um, I, I don't believe in sandbagging, especially in the Indianapolis 500, but I think Chevy's got more race day than what they're showing. I think the Penske guys have more race day than what they've shown. <laughs> We've kind of heard it throughout the, throughout the month that Pagano still has a darn good car in traffic. Which he's going to need because I think he's starting about twenty fifth, um, but he's they've got a car that potentially can handle its way through. And, and if it's hard to pass, though, they get they have to find a way to up there. That'll be the hard part. If it's difficult to pass, that's a lot of cars to pass. Even on and they'll get people during pit stops. And they're saying now that they might even be needing more pit stops than normal. So normally it's like six to seven. They might be looking like seven to nine pit stops. That's a lot of pit stops. You can get a lot of time. And, there, and I take Pinsky in them. any pit stop. Right, yeah. Pinsky and Andretti have their pit stops down. And you have seen, if you've watched the series, the IndyCar series throughout the year, pit stops have been a problem. These guys haven't been able to get together because of COVID. They've not been doing a lot of pit stop practice, and they've it's just not been perfect. We wheel power at Iowa had a wheel fall off, and the left front wheel came off because it wasn't wasn't good mm-hmm. to go, and he crashed a car. Right, so that Penske had an issue there, and we've seen it a number of places. I know Coins had issues, Andretti's had issues. Um, that's going to be another factor where you know you could have the you could be the best driver. You could, you know, Scott Dixon's favored to win, and they screw up putting a wheel back on, and he look at look how many fueling problems we've had. Absolutely, back you to know. Rossi being up there, but just not having it at the end. He had a twenty second pit stop because his fueler couldn't get it in the tank. I mean, in last year's race, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's from it. See if Zach Veach catches fire this year. Uh, Zach Veach crashes in the <laughs> first three laps. We keep setting him on fire too, though. I'm not a fan of Zach Veach. I'm glad his car's on the track and it's good for the series. Um, and I think he had a he ran really good at Texas, didn't he? He was top five at Texas this for year for a while. Yeah, I think he finished top five. Zach can Zach yeah. can double check me, but I think he he had a very very good car at, to start Texas. He was like the bright spot for Andretti. The first hell, the first four races of the year were absolute disaster for Rossi and Marco. Um, the past four years for Marco have been a disaster. Granted. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a happy, uh, happy update for him. <laughs> All right. So we think that the, the advantage that Honda had in qualifying was qualifying advantage only and that, that the Penske cars can, can race back up and through it's the time where we're going to start picking people. Producer Chris, I expect you to come up with a, a, a name. We need a favorite and a dark horse. And if you don't can't work say it out, Salt Walter, if you can't work it out, there are names on the paper for you to that, work. That's from, what right? I'm going on. I'm looking at, um, I'm going to go with Simon. Because he carries a cool little dog around with him. All right. Norman. He's, uh, on, he's on the trophy. Twi- yeah. on the, he's on the trophy and two sets of tickets. And then um, based on name alone, uh, the guy at plus 5,000, Palou. There you go. The rookie. The rookie. Uh, yeah, I'm going with him. The Spanish rookie. The happy little rookie. Qualified in the top uh, top nine. So that was that was good. That's impressive. That's fair. Those are reasonable. He, re- uh, he, ran, uh, yep. he ran 240 miles an hour down the straightaway during his Fast nine. Runs. I know Zach. You don't think I know this? Gosh, <laughs> it's fun to watch the commentators lose their minds. Everybody else is with a ten mile an hour tailwind. I, yeah, hey, faster than everybody else. Though. I don't think anybody else did two forty. That's a, that's a that's a hell of a number. <laughs> it's a hell of a number. All right, 
Blake, handicapper, handicapper to the stars here. We're going to uh, play it back. Who's assuming that you can get your dad's social security number to log into a, a FanDuel <laughs> account? Who, where are we putting money? Um, I mean, you can never count power out. But okay. I'm sticking with Herta. That's just my own bias. So Herta is your favorite. Yeah. And then I'm going with Askew for my dark horse. Oliver Askew at four, yeah. plus 4,200. And Colton Herta at plus 2,000. Herta has completed a grand total of two laps in the Indy 500 so far in his career. But he's also won two races as a teenager. Yes. I mean, he's just a badass and can drive the wheels off the car. It's, uh, that's, that's fair. And his dad wasn't too bad either. And his dad is the uh, the number one strategist, the chief yes. chief strategist for uh, for Marco, who's starting for first. All right, Senior McCown. I'm going to have to go with Marco just out of respect. Um, I'm going to always take the Andretti as my favorite. Um, and I am going to come back with my dark horse. I, I have to have two because I'm going to go with Elio Castroneves because Elio Castroneves should never be a dark horse, but in this situation, as a one-off... The, the numbers show us that he is a dark horse and yes. potentially making his last Indy 500 start. And the other guy start. the other guy I'm going to go with is Rosenquist. He's kind of in the middle, right? Plus, 20, yep. plus 2,800. He's in a Ganassi car. Um, I think it's a very... He's, he's already won a race this year. This what kind of win. story will it be? For Marco to be a back marker for the last several seasons, came out in the tribute car to his grandfather last year and just stunk it up. Oh my God. Okay. It was the worst car on the track. Uncle John dies of cancer, one of the most popular drivers ever. Marco Andretti comes back and wins the 500. Why? Because I can't go to the race. <laughs> you shut out. Shut out. Shut out. Hizzle might be the best strategist, too, for winning the 500. With, Hurt, Herta. with, with Brian Herta, absolutely. Yeah, and that could be Herta's third win in... With three different drivers. With three different drivers on that on that car. All with the 98 car. All with the 98 car. And all just like, none of them normal. None of them just like driving away. Did he had This one might. Might be. Yeah, it, this I mean, is the it, best his, driver's, his driver's starting on the pole in a race that very well may be difficult to pass in traffic. But like Weldon got beamed into turn four, like came out of a starship. Nobody knew where, knew where he was. And clutch then, and coast. And then you have know, the clutch and coast with Rossi. That was bizarre. So that's a, yeah, it's a, he's a great strategist and he seems to know how to handle Marco, which is something that, a skill to have. All right. Give me a favorite Zach and a dark horse. 33 uh, options. Uh, for my favorite, I'll say Hinch. I think he's, it's a, it's a good year for him to kind of come out of the woodwork and, He's got a crew that has worked this year some. He's in a good car, and they even thought that he had me had the best and ready car until Marco threw down on Saturday. Um, dark horse, I'll call Tony Kanana. I like Tony Kanana. He's a smart guy. He could find his way into into a good spot, depending on how the strategy works. That'd be an awfully nice story, too, for AJ Foyt to get to victory lane again. It would, and be, it would be phenomenal. Final ride. Be, in, his re, in his red, white, and blue uh, ABC supply uh, ABC car. supply car that the, that dumped him. What his? Well, they're running. They're they're in that color. They're those colors that. this race. So it's. But that is one of the longest standing sponsorships in in IndyCar racing at this point, right? I mean, it's it was like Target for a bit. I, Target was there forever. Marlboro was there forever, and the ABC supply cars have been around since. Gosh, I don't even know. All the way back to 
I, I don't even know who drove those first. It's been it's been the mid two thousands. Darren Manning was in it for a while. Yeah, um, I have a yeah. Darren Manning diecast. <laughs> me me too. An ABC. Cover. He was the Grand Marshal at my Pinewood Derby. <laughs> Old dad may have pulled a couple yeah, of strings and got an Indy car. That's fantastic. Driver to the Pinewood Derby. That's and, fantastic. I so I'm gonna go. I don't know if he counts as a uh, as a, as a dark horse now because I got Marco at plus five thousand. <laughs> But he's plus eight fifty now. But I, I, he's my sentimental pick for sure, because uh, that would be that would be incredible. But I, I think that, man, I think Dixon as the is the favorite as the favorite. He hasn't he's won, won since, so many races. He hasn't won since oh eight. He's going to win the race with nobody there, and it's just going to be a tick the boxes five hundred and An, another badass ho hum, and just and Dixon wins. It is bizarre to think that he only like I was like no he 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 can't have won just once. I look like. He has. He's only won one time. And it's so bizarre. He's kind of had a star-crossed Indy 500, though. A, yeah. a career. He had the big crash we were talking with Rusty about here. Uh, Rusty from Mount Comfort RV, where his car speared. Yeah. <laughs> his car speared uh, Dixon when he was in the Camping World car, uh, which was which was surreal. Um, by the way, shout out to Scott's team. He crashed in practice on on Sunday afternoon. They had the the Fast Nine qualifying, Fast Nine shootout. He crashes his car about three o'clock, 65 minutes later, they had the car put back together, back on the track. And a half an hour after that, he ran the fastest lap of the practice session. I mean, the, the guy is just, and bad. even just to get turned over in time to get out for practice. I mean, I think they have to do some, it's not just a simple turning some wrenches to go from qualifying trim to race trim. I mean, they're probably like swapping some wings and stuff just to get it done. Because if you see how little wing they run for qualifying, it's bizarre because you'll see the rear wing. And Looks it's, like a skateboard. It's deck. aiming up because it's actually taking downforce. The rear wing's taking downforce off the car because most of it comes off of the under tray. The whole car is kind of a wing. So this is Blake and I's actual second IndyCar podcast of the season. It is. Yeah. Uh, Cheater. Newcastle legend Rico Elmore that owns Fatheads has a auto racing podcast and Blake and I went when Scott Dixon was the guest. Awesome. And that guy has no pulse. He is just focused all the time. A wonderful guy came up hard knocks, no money through go-karts all the way through Europe. His Netflix documentary is fantastic. I just haven't watched that. I have it downloaded for whenever I don't have data at school to watch. Yeah. So you just watch that instead of paying attention I'm to class. Old. I've got that in the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I've got the <laughs> DVD. I bought the DVD. <laughs> but well, great my, guy. Great guy. I, my uh my long shot is uh, is Connor as well. I'm, I'm gonna do that as my long shot pick. Because I got him as a long shot plus five seven thousand. And that's entirely for my personal gain. Because there's three hundred and fifty dollars coming my way if Connor can win. He would be Connor's luck to win it with nobody there. Too. He'll win. Connor oh, will win the race sure. when, it, when it pays half. For sure, he's half. <laughs> yeah. Which means it's like it's like congratulations, buddy. You made seventy five cents off this deal. You can you here. Do you want us to? I'll put. Do you want me to put it just gas card? You want me to give you two Speedway gas card? You know, but if Connor listens to this and wins the race. He is going to come after you for part of that three fifty. I assure you. Oh, for sure. He's got to uh, pay Rossi rent. We will. Uh, we'll let him. Uh, we'll let him come on, and we'll uh, we'll talk through it. We'll settle it like men. <laughs> if listen, if if Connor drinks buttermilk instead of skim milk, and he wins the race, 
I'll split it with him. <laughs> I'll make that deal today. That's an endorsement. You got to right change it Lordy. over to buttermilk though, because that's the uh, that's what that was good enough for Louis Meyer. Gotta, and gotta, who is on Connor Daly's car? Fatheads and Jack, Cole Pern. Jack Stonuts. As Jack's gonna say, he's had Jacks on the helmet before. Yep. Lee, Lee Markham and Jack Stonuts did a wonderful job. Got on Connor's car, and so did Rico with Fatheads. I actually saw that coming. Not didn't see it coming. See it coming. But like Lee goes to Pacers games. Lee's a, a, a big fan of all Connor things. Connor sets real close All to things Hoosier. Yeah. He's the official so, donut man of the Indiana Pacers. It's on the Yeah, box. and so he, well, he posts a picture on Instagram. He's at a Pacer game. Connor posts a picture scrolling through my Instagram feed. I'm like, that looks like they're real close to each other. And I actually shot him a message <laughs> and said, hey, you should talk to this IndyCar driver who's over there. And he's like, oh, yeah, we were actually... They did. They they started the relationship at that Pacer game. I think that might have been intentional that they were like, "Oh, we'll meet here" or something like that. But it started there, and I was like, I had shot Lee a message. You need to talk to this guy. There's an IndyCar car driver. I think he's sitting right where you're sitting. And they were, I think they were either there together or happened to be next to each other. The uh, the other cool thing we we're talking about helmets and Max Chilton's helmet. Connor's helmet this year is also pretty darn neat because he's he, got he has awesome helmets. He, he's got. Dan Weldon on it. Yeah. He's got Justin Wilson on it. And he's got Brian Clawson on mm-hmm. it. Three guys that he raced against in the Indy 500. Right in lost. the camera shot too. Uh, but they're right on top. They're riding with him there on top of the, uh, on top of it. So very cool. It would be a, it'd be a fantastic story. If he or Carpenter won, right? It would be, it'd be great for Indiana and uh, we would all be, especially get our no TVs fans. from a distance. Especially no <laughs> but it feels like, it feels like that's just going to be the luck of it's like oh, the greatest, sure. the greatest hometown victory ever. <laughs> TK wins a second one. Dicks, you know, it, it could be it could be Carpenter or whatever, and or or Daly, and then we're not there to watch it. No, that's why I'm hoping it's just Dixon's second. We tick the box, and it's like, yep, it's like when Elio won the you know the second time, whatever. Dixon would probably know wins back to back. And Dixon would probably almost enjoy it just being like nobody there because they said he's thoroughly enjoyed having to wear a mask everywhere. Just <laughs> no, even the few people that could recognize him won't recognize him with a mask on. Except his ma- everybody knows his mask now, if you're a fan. but Record, everybody. I could not. No, that, Zach, you're in a different level of knowing that, because I have no it's clue. It's the same mask. It has like it a starburst. Out, it's got like a starburst pattern, and it was actually a, an artwork that was designed by his manager, Stefan Johansson. And they described it. I, they talked about it on NBC Gold. I, I watched that, too. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. So I, I did watch a lot of NBC Gold, but I missed that segment. I'll have to just, uh, start it over and make Sarah suffer through uh, 28 hours of coverage or whatever is out there. Uh, the, the mask that everybody's been talking about is the Hinchcliffe mask. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, I want one of those. <laughs> and here's another thing. No, you don't. That's you want because a it would look mask. just well, like you. Okay, but I'll tell you what. This is this will date Blake. I'll have no idea what I'm talking about. But anybody that's my age and play GoldenEye on Nintendo 64, that's what the faces look like when you play like that era, like a 64-bit first-person shooter. Just a little it's just awkward. Frozen and, yeah. face and it's not quite in proportion, and that's what that immediately reminded me of. I, was like, sure, like I had jam. a job then. I don't know what you're talking about. I was in college. We had nothing better to do. Play Goldeneye. That that mask is pretty. It's pretty amazing because he talks, but the mouth doesn't actually move. Move. And it's, <laughs> his face is just a little bit too big. On the mask, Denny yeah. Hamlin did it first, and Denny Denny wore wore that when he won his first his first race after COVID came out. He had the 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 yeah, mask on, the, with that. his face print. So I, it's been done, but it's also been it's also been a winning move. So, yeah. and wouldn't that be the most weird ass picture ever in Victory Lane, <laughs> Mike? With with <laughs> no masks in Victory Lane <laughs> with with Hinch wearing his crazy ass mask. Here's what I think is going to be interesting to see if the they get a baby Borg. 
and the baby borg on it has a little relief of their face. If they it's do, got the, the baby, mask on it. The mask should be on the it's baby It's not going to happen. It should be on the baby borg, not the real borg. The baby board. Oh my goodness! All right, they put no- Doug Bowles is going to send me a text about liability here in a little bit. Are you and Doug Bowles friends? Like I have that serious Doug's question. Like, do you friends. have his number? Or like- I do not have okay, his number. Zach Zach has a real good success at getting Doug to tweet him back. Um, I got Doug Doug Bowles is incredible, right? So last oh, year yeah. we stayed we stayed at the uh, in the museum lot for the GP of Indy. The bathroom lights turned off, and I'm like, "Hey," I tweeted Doug. And 15 minutes later, they had the bathroom lights back on. For it is amazing. It. In the like, middle of the night. I feel bad to bug Doug. I bug Doug a lot on Twitter. Guy gets stuff done. But you, you tweet the track about something fairly significant. Nothing happens. You tweet Doug. It's fixed in 30 seconds. It's like, it's amazing. Like, how does he have this much time? <laughs> but he shouldn't number, be dealing with my the, problems. The number one thing is the guest experience. And that is that that is it. But he does have his own Lego fi- figure in the gift shop. That's impressive. Is it a blue suit tan shoes? I, I don't know. It was not the cool blue suit. I really like the blue suit. All right. So let's look forward to a happier year. 2021. Uh, Jimmy Johnson tested an Indy car. Finally, after his it, third time's a charm, he finally got to test an Indy car. And there's a story that came out today in Racer. He appeared in the Dale Jr. Download. Said he wants to do the full Indy car road and street circuit next year. And then maybe for 22, he wants to do the Indianapolis 500. Potentially. Seven I time think NASCAR his champion. dead set against ovals. He said with the, with the, with the cockpit protector deal, it's kind of a different story now. It's, okay. it's a maybe. All right. It's moved from a no to a uh, maybe. Well, Leading my towards top wanting secret to do it. sources say that Kurt Busch wants to come back badly. So that's, that's the thing is that looking, was looking one forward of my to, favorite looking forward to 21 and 22. Who's, Who's coming? Fernando is not. Fernando, this is going to be the last one for Fernando for at least two years because he's Isn't going back to shame. Formula One. He hasn't won you over. No, not at all. <laughs> I waited about 10 hours to sign my helmet. It would be interesting to see what Fernando would do if he'd ever come to IndyCar and stuck around for a while because Rossi was the same way when he came here. Europeans, that's a different... I mean, I went to F1 when it was here and you couldn't get within 50 yards of... A driver, and if you did, I remember Felipe Massa walked by. I don't remember Felipe Massa. I remember the six foot seven inch behemoth of a bodyguard <laughs> that told everybody to stay away from Felipe Massa and literally shoved everybody back. I don't so. know. I, I have to go back before then because when, when we had the number five car at Newman Haas, that Formula One driver came in, Nigel Mansell, and just kicked everybody's ass. He, I mean, he was a he was a real driver, and he came in and. You know, he was not as forward thinking. 93, as, 94 seasons. Oh, absolutely. But but Nigel was a badass. You know, he did not do the fan experience like. Um, I don't think it's optional now. It's not optional. <laughs> it would be uh, interesting to see, like, to see if you showed him, like, okay, you get to do an hour autograph session. What day? Every day. <laughs> Every day we do an autograph session for and even you watch the videos of the guys and they're all posting these pictures where they'll line up what looks to be hundred and fifty or two hundred die casts and it's they're all for one driver and he's just autographing them over and over and over again. And I was like, I don't think Formula One drivers do that. Yeah. But I don't know. So you think you think maybe Kurt Bush is coming back? That's your, I'd, I'd that's like your, to that's see your bucket that. list guy I'd coming like in. To see that. Is he gonna bring Kyle? Because Kyle wants to come here too. Kyle can stay in NASCAR. <laughs> Shrub can drive. You're, uh, Mike. You're you're looking for uh, the return of Nigel Mansell. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? 
who would be the oldest driver to win. Yeah. Let's bring back Willie T. Ribs, too, please. Our, our boy Mason, intern Mason, has become, the, the, speaking of Netflix documentaries, the biggest Willie T. Ribs fan of, oh, ever. Uppity. It's a very Huge good fan. documentary. After watching Uppity, Mason is fully on board with Willie. Fantastic. I had a part in getting Kodak to sponsor Willie T. Ribs back in the day. Could have gotten a little bit more money, man. He got McDonald's first, and then we brought Kodak on. So. You got Kodak in. Yeah. All right, Zach, who's your dream? Who's your Who's your guy you want to bring in? You want Kyle Larson? No. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll he'll. I think he'll show up eventually. But somebody was like, "Why isn't he running the car this year?" I'm like, "Because he's still radioactive for at least an, at least till at least another at least decade this calendar. Well, th- you know, this calendar year. Whose think- suspension do you think was going to last longer, Kyle Larson's or Kenan Gray's? Because <laughs> Kenan's back. Kenan's yeah. I wouldn't know. I blocked. He's blocked <laughs> um, Larson will probably get picked up by uh, Stuart Haas next year because I know that um, Tony said he kind of wants him. He he has to do his time. I think he's probably he's got to just- open up a seat too. That means Clint Boyer is going to be in trouble. Probably somebody um, who would be a good person to bring in. I'm trying to think even like oh oh just. Just because I think he'd be a blast in the series, Daniel Ricciardo from Formula One, I think would be a hilarious in IndyCar because I think it's way more his crowd and his like atmosphere. So I think it'd be fun. I don't think he'd tear it up necessarily at first. I don't think any of them would, but he's a guy that looks like he's way too much fun to be in Formula One. First I, time since 1991, no females in the race. Got to got to get Simona De Silvestro back. Yes, so, and somebody mentioned uh, Marshall Pruitt mentioned her today, and she replied, and she's just like, "Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I miss her dearly. She was great, uh, Catherine Leg. Catherine Leg was awesome, and she was in a very bad accident. She, yeah, she's she's in a wheelchair because she broke her leg, so yeah, she's still she's, recovering. She's recovering right now. But yeah, I do miss Simona. She was great. She was she, was she could lot. drive. She was she was a very 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 competent driver, and she. She did not. She was. She was with HVM. She was not with the best teams when she. One came of her here. cars was nicknamed Pork Chop. Yeah, the car had a nickname because it was such a, <laughs> an old pile of garbage. I forget how much they say it was like. It was like, oh, I think, hundreds of pounds heavier than a normal car because it was like the first of that generational car and it had its own Twitter account. It was such a, a kind of a hunk of junk. And then I, the other one I think that would be fun if they came. Uh, and there's a connection now with McLaren as if Lando Norris found a way to do an Indy car, Indy 500. He would be at some point. wicked fast. Lando, Lando has been, he's very young. He's been, in, he's very Americanized. He's probably one of the most Americanized Indy car or formula one drivers that's out there. Uh, he's here, he's here constantly. If you watch his, his, uh, Instagram, it's, it's consistent. Uh, Ricciardo is here so, quite a bit as well. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would love to see. Lando they made the mistake over. of inviting Lando to one of the iRacing events, and like, oh, guess what, guys? He's been doing this since he was six. <laughs> He's <laughs> and pretty. He, and he was pretty he good. Was like cheat code faster than everybody else. I watched a video today during my math class. It was uh, Mark Marquez driving a Formula One car. The MotoGP driver mm-hmm. drove the hell out of the Formula One car. Uh, apparently, um, oh, I just forgot his name. The doctor. Valentino Rossi, Rossi tested. Oh, I thought you were talking some, about Dr. Miller. No, no. And you want to see, if you want to see some other crazy videos. Uh, the motorcycle world had a really, really rough weekend and Rossi had a bike fly past his head. Like that's the most fun racing he, I've ever as seen. As he's riding. And then and he had another one go in front of him and, or two go in front of him. I think another guy got split by him. I heard he tested a formula one car and did, didn't do too bad. Once you've got the reflex, I guess you've got it. 
Okay, so we are at the point in the show where we start to do our final thoughts. We'll start with producer Chris. This is where we plug things we need to plug, talk about stuff we missed, have to clean up any errors we missed, any mistakes we made. I will Chris, say, Chrissy Poo, what are you looking for a house over there? I am. I, you want you want somebody to list uh, list with Mike and sell to you here? Somebody that's thinking about moving? No, because I have the number one realtor in Henry County oh working for me. So, Why don't you have a house then, Chris? Because I am very particular, and if you've ever met my fiance, you will know <laughs> she can't be particular if she chose you. Hey, listen about this house. She can be. <laughs> she might have settled for me, but she's picky about the house. She wants. She she's looking at uh, at at three bedroom two three bedroom two one bath. and a half bath uh, within Ranch, a ranches thirty in Fall Creek Township within a thirty minute drive of the far side of Anderson. But we want to live, live in Henry County. Jeffy knows where he wants to live, so they're going to live where she wants to live. She's going to live. I really hope you enjoy Ellick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really liking the looks of Alexandria right about now. But um, It's going to be a hell of a commute to Boss Hog. Yeah. I was going to say, out of every episode we do, the Indy 500 one is probably the one I disconnect the most with. <laughs> We've <laughs> noticed because you haven't paid attention. I haven't. You really tried there in the Patreon. I Patreon, forgot though. you were there for a second. I tried, but I, I He's liked... playing Marjan over there yeah. or something. Uh, probably. He's gambling. But, yeah, that's, that's the likelihood. But <laughs> for some reason, I just disconnect with this. I can't, I can't get behind it. Can't. But I'm glad you guys like it. This is your hobby. <laughs> my, hobby's, my hobby's hockey, sports in general. Sports till the ice melts. melts. This yeah. is a sport, by the way. This one's still happening. I, I don't know how yeah. what your what your how's your fuel team this year? Uh, they canceled the season <laughs> and they postponed Playoff. the ECHL has postponed the season until December. Playoff hockey has been NHL. Yes, uh, the Caps are still alive. So, so are they playing in a bu- are they playing in a bubble? Are they doing bubble? Uh, bubble yes, lie. I yeah. believe they are. Yeah, they're. I, mean, I think all sports. All sports are playing in bubbles right now. Not NASCAR, not IndyCar. They're traveling. I said sports. Yeah, MLBs. They've got a bubble. They're, They're not letting Mike out. in. Say it with me. Sports. <laughs> what real men do. Okay. All right. You go 240 into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blake. What do you got for us? Uh, not much. Thanks for letting yeah. me pop in. You're talking. You're, you, so you have your final parting shot here. Yeah, it has amazing. to be Newcastle Tennis tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Senior night tomorrow night. Senior night. Yeah. You got uh, the the Butler Bulldogs are sending out some some uh, some folks to check we'll you out. We'll see. We'll see. You're see being it. scouted. I don't know about that. <laughs> if people <laughs> want to find you, do they I'm sure you're not on the uh, you're not on the Facebook. So they got to go to the Instagram, Facebook. the Snapchats, yeah. the the uh, TikToks. How do they find you? I'm not on TikTok deleted that. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Cuz Trump said you couldn't have it anymore. That's exactly why I yeah. deleted it. Um <laughs> you're unfollowable. I am on Twitter. Just look up Blake McCown. There we go. Blake McCown. Yeah, All right. Are you it. verified? Is Newcastle being a, a, a new in the Newcastle media? Does that get you verified? Um, get the little blue check no, mark because you would be the second uh, verified person we've had on in the last two months. If you are, did you have Mason Gillis on? Uh, we had Joey Molinaro of Barstool Sports. I love Barstool. Man, we've had Joey on a couple times. We made Joey. Bar- we discovered. I literally Joey. did a presentation over Dave Portnoy today. Yeah, Dave is dying. You should really check on Dave. Dave, he's not looking good. Dave's having a rough time right now. Dave is Dave is tweeting from. Dave is tweeting from his COVID bed, and I at some point he's going to try to eat a pizza, and I think he's going to choke on it. <laughs> I love the pizza Barstool, I love Barstool. I yeah had a whole presentation over Dave today. There you go. If so, Dave's listening, he wants an internship. I would pay to have. An internship. <laughs> so that's that is uh, Joey was a Barstool intern, and then yeah. uh, he met uh, Riley Molinero. Riley. Uh, 
Kristen, and the next thing you know, he's uh, he's uh, over there in uh, in New York City. So check out check out the past episodes. He's been on here a few times. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming out. Oh yeah. Thanks us. for having me. A lot that's, of fun. That's a badass shirt. Badass Wilson. <laughs> I tried to wear that shirt on the news one time. I'm like, no, you can't wear that on the news. Why? I wear it to stay neutral. Because I was going to be on TV, and they're like, you can't put that on TV. Badass. Whatever. That's clean shirts again. What channel was that? So I know not to watch them. Is it Channel Eight? No, it wasn't Channel Eight. There's only people that didn't come by that year, so I think it was Channel Six or Thirteen. I need to know who to hate. It's I don't, not I get, I was on the news like Dave nine Clabber. times <laughs> that weekend. Dave Clabro would probably he wear one himself. It. Yeah, he promotes it. All right, Mike. Well, we my got? parting shot number one is Blake McCown and number one doubles tomorrow against the BRV. Oh, my Trojans, the Bird, the my Bird. Vikings. Yes, um, and then. I guess my parting shot is to all of our high school athletes that are dealing with this COVID mess. Um, Nightstown, I didn't get to photograph their football pictures today because of quarantine and COVID tests. Um, our Trojans are out for the first two weeks in two games that they could very well have easily won. Um, the football team misses their senior night. That was for next week. Yeah. Um, volleyball has three Division One players out. Um, in Newcastle. Um, my shout out is to those kids and just say keep positive and hope that this doesn't last and we all get to go back to school and enjoy high school sports. Find a way. Keep finding a way to push forward and keep no, never give up, right? That's keep, it. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. All right, Zach. Uh, always, I'll just push LNK. Don't know why I always push LNK, but uh, <laughs> they've got stuff going on every Saturday. Go over there and they've, they're cooking food. They're selling they got a corn roaster. Yourself. They got a corn roaster and they'll bring in food trucks and other small vendors from around the community. So they're kind of making their own little farmer's market on Saturday. And if you're a race fan, uh, Marshall Pruitt just dropped like, what was it a 16 part special on John Andretti? Yep. Um, where he interviews all kinds of people about him. And some of that touches Newcastle because he did his um, race for Riley at the go-kart track for years and uh, raised a whole lot of money doing that. So that's something to check out. And if you want to kind of get caught up on the race, uh, what's going on? Marshall's podcast is always like second to none on getting information. So check that stuff out if you want something to watch. And then Uppity's great. Uh, the Scott Dixon documentary, I think, is on Amazon Prime to at least buy it, I think. And um, I Rapid think it's response. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Netflix yes. Yeah, it's Rapid fantastic. Rapid response is incredible. Um, so yeah, there's a, go, go look up some Indy 500 stuff and celebrate August with the rest of us who are don't know what month it is. It took me a while to catch on to Moggist. I'm not going to lie. Finally got Just it. Just figured it out tonight? This is the first time I've heard it. Uh, Guffy, are you are you up to speed? Moggist? You you I can only guess. You know, who, you know who I think coined that phrase? And so you're, if anybody, your family should pick up was, I think that was Bree Rents coined that phrase from Ed Carpenter. She's had it on her. She's all about the Moggist. Hashtag. Yeah. I'm jealous of her because she posts her pictures on Instagram every, awesome. night, every night from she's the last one out of the track. It's sunsetting, it's dark, and that's where she's at. That's how she works. She's awesome. All right. So uh, August 23rd is the Indy 500, and it's also my wife's 30th birthday. So Sarah was supposed to be turning 30 in turn three, and now we're <laughs> turning 30 at the poolside, but it's going to be okay. We're going to have some fun. So, uh, Which having, one are you more excited about, can I ask? Oh, man. Put you in a tough spot. <laughs> um, He's my I am, son. <laughs> I am really, really excited about Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. 
So we've made that. We're going to make the best of it. We're going to have some family. We're going to have some friends over, and it's going to be a good time. Son, the older you get, the more politically correct you become. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it. My wife is fantastic, and she completely and fully embraced that her birthday was going to be in the infield. We were going to be watching the race and having the race and doing it. She has uh, patience of a saint. And and she knew what she was getting. She was a racer before I met her, right? She was a go-kart racer. Her dad, uh, Kevin, I was never owned, allowed to race owned a, uh, owned a go-kart series, and they were they were in it, and they're they're more connected to some of the uh, to some of the uh, grassroots racing than I ever have been or ever will be. So they she gets it and comes from a family that gets it. Uh, so I'm really excited to, uh, to spend Sunday with her wherever we're at and it's going to be at home. So it's going to be good. Well, let me uh, tell you this. I am hurting for racing so bad. Mike McCown was at Mount Lawn Speedway. Last <laughs> he told me to put my truck in the race for next year. <laughs> I did Mount Lawn Speedway. It now, was- your truck is for something special, isn't it? It, it has a story, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you want to just stick that in at Mount Lawn. No, probably not. <laughs> it's nice and shiny and pretty. I waxed it last week. If you had to put a number on the side of it, what number would it be? 29. 12. 29. Why 29? Uh, my Big Kevin Harvick fan? No. My mom's birthday is July 29th, so I've changed my baseball number to 29. You're 29 now. Yep. Very cool. Yep. All right. The other thing I was pitching, uh, I was a big John Andretti fan. He's the reason why I went from NASCAR to IndyCar. Uh, they released actually. It's I think it's actually the book's coming out in early September. But if you pre-ordered it, you had magically had it show up. Uh, Jade Gers and John Andretti put together Racer. Uh, I believe five to ten percent of the proceeds of the book are going to go to Riley Children's Hospital, which is a part of the race for Riley that was run here. Uh, so got my check it for Andretti shirt on. We're not one last Indy five hundred, I guess. Um, excited, excited it came out. Just got the copy. Have not read it yet, but I'm looking forward to some of the stories that are in there. Uh, John was one of the most Indiana guy, obviously, and one of the most diverse racers uh, that we ever had the chance to watch. So he's the one most, in he's NASCAR, IndyCar, and NHRA. I don't think he won an in NHRA, but he did do top fuel. Uh, he won an IMSA. He won the he won the twenty four hours of Daytona. He ran the Bathurst one thousand. Just incredible. It just it drove everything he could. So really, really cool, uh, cool driver. I think you can go out and get some more racing on Sunday night at the state fairgrounds too. The Hoosier hundreds happening again after the Indy 500. They're running. There's the, one at the speed room, I think Friday night too, or Saturday night as well. Yep. Is Anderson still doing there? Anderson should have the, the, night uh, the night before the 500. Mike Broyles is saying that, yeah, they're Friday and Sunday. There are silver crown races. I know the silver crown cars, uh, which we have a we, go Kyle Robbins. Well, I was going to say, we got Kyle Robbins in the, uh, in the Magna t- machine and tool uh, car. Absolutely. Uh, based here in Newcastle, who he finished third in Pennsylvania and he finished, I think, eighth the other, the other night at uh, uh, Salem Speedway, Southern Indiana. Little uh, Jet Neal's coming up, too. Jet's on his way. So we've got some, we've got some local, local. Mike says Friday night they're at Lucas Oil, Sunday they're, at, uh, they're on the dirt. So we're going pavement to dirt over two days. I think I, yeah, Silver I think. Crown cars are cool because you use the same car, same drivers, multiple disciplines, dirt and asphalt. I do have one question about this desk. The last time I was at this seat, there was an ink pen that had nothing in it. Yes. This time, there's a pen that's... I told you last last week, I, I called him out on the show. Pen. Dakota broke that pen on the air, and it and it's over there still. This is a, And that's a nice pen. This is a really nice pen. That was one of my and, personal pens. And I went to do this. I was like, why is it acting like it's a, a mechanical pencil? And if you hit it the wrong way, it just disappears. Or if you hold it just right, you get to write with it. <laughs> but it's still here. Every time I come here, there's a, 
a maimed pin just laying there for me. I think it's Guffy. No, no, it's this is Dakota's. He's been quiet about <laughs> this is Dakota's. Definitely, definitely Dakota's fault. Uh, Mike Broyles is in the chat. He says that Kyle is second in points. Last year he's the rookie of the year. Now he's second in the uh, Silver Crown points. Way to go, Kyle Robbins! Fantastic. All right, that's uh, that's going to be the end of this. We will be back Thursday of next week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians Network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.